Hello, welcome to the Philosophy, Science, and Religion podcast. Today's episode is the audio from a recent hangout I had with Pafa Ortiz and his friend Iman. We talked about vegan activism and pantheism and religion and all sorts of interesting topics, including the movie Idiocracy. It was a very fun talk covering a lot of topics, and so it's a good fit for a philosophy, science, and religion episode. So this is a published audio-only version for those who subscribe through iTunes or Stitcher but don't follow my YouTube channel where these where the video is posted. So I hope you enjoy. Okay, we're live. Hey, everybody. This is another one of our vegan pantheist hangouts that's kind of become a tradition on Saturdays. Um, and I, won't, I don't think I'll be doing this next Saturday because I'm doing a show with Monique next Saturday night. But I'm here with Pafo. And I sent the link to Angie and Gaius, who may join us if they happen to be available. As for now, Pafo, um, we have some catching up to do because we haven't talked for a long time. Um, and so much is happening, but like you said, everything's happening, but nothing's happening all at the same time. And I think I know what you mean, you know? Um, yeah, so you've been doing like this, this activism that you've been telling, you were telling Gaius and I about, and you've sent links about stuff like that. And that's, that's cool. And, um, and then I, I've been busy with work, but also I've been getting together with, you know, my high V people, like they, they recently went to this Mexican restaurant. All right. You know? Um, and so, so here's, here's the thing is, it's like just like last time it's great to be included but it's also awkward when i get questioned about why i'm vegan i hate that you know what i why mean you, why do you hate it man it's a, it's a perfect opportunity to um you know to share the truth about um why we're why we have chosen this uh, ethical position yeah i know what you mean like like i yeah it's good that i'm given the opportunity so that's a good thing that's a good reason you know uh, to be excited about that but at the same time it's so frustrating because i'm not good at it i don't you, think you're not i mean you're good at speaking so you mean you're not yeah. good at at sort of having like rebuttals and and being able to like articulate it i mean because you you're, you're a good speaker you, you say what's on your mind and you don't have a problem talking. Yeah. Yeah. See, it, it's interesting. Like, for example, like, of course, you know, Pafo, I don't have very much confidence in, in my my ability to communicate effectively ideas. So, so like, maybe you can tell me how, how I did at this because I'll tell you what happened here. Okay. So, um, so, you know, every, almost everything on the menu was full of meat. This is a Mexican restaurant. And I would have expected, I mean, this wasn't like Taco Bell. Taco Bell was act, is actually an easier Mexican restaurant than this because it's simple at Taco Bell, you know, uh, yeah. beer or no, no cheese. Um, but here there was a menu and everything had ham or chicken, but there was a veggie quesadilla. So I, so I asked the, I asked the waitress, um, is the veggie quesadilla just vegetables? And she says, well, and, and cheese. And I said, well, how about veggie quesadilla, but no cheese, no meat, no eggs, no nothing, just the vegetables. She's like, okay. So I got my order, okay? Um, so that was good, you know. Um, but, like, so then Trevor, now Trevor's a nice guy. Um, you know, it's, you know, he, he like, so he found out I'm vegan um, 
before. And so he so he asked uh, how I became vegan. And I said, well, I found out that all that so many animals are are tortured and killed in order for these products to exist. And I don't want to eat them because I don't want the animals killed, you know. And yeah, that's, that's it, basically. Yeah, yeah it, it's simple. Like, and maybe, you know, I mean, that that's a straight, simple answer. But and, and his response is funny. Like he said, well, you belong in the 60s. And I said, what do, we, what do you mean? He says, you know, peace, peace and 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 love and smoke and weed. And and I'm like, and, <laughs> and, and, I mean, and peace and love be be like um, relegated to a certain point in, in time and history is shouldn't that be the goal of all civilized societies I, and, I, and so, so i asked him are you saying i'm a hippie and he's like yeah and and i and i said well except and so i you know about the smoke and weed part i didn't get the smoke and weed part and i said well trevor i don't i don't smoke plants i eat them <laughs> you know <laughs> and obviously obviously this guy this guy is uh is somewhat sheltered and he has no awareness of um of how how massive uh, veganism is and the, the movement, what it's become. That's one of the reasons I sent you that um, that speak out, uh, you know, protest. It was, I thought it was incredible, uh, just the amount of people. Basically, when you have that many people, you know, you can't just tell somebody to leave. Like, there was like 300 people there. And, right. and you're, you're demanding people's attention, whether they want to, whether they agree or not, you're making the case that, hey, you know, this is a significant movement and, and you know, this is um this is what we stand for and, and they call it um was it upsetting the uh there's a, there's a word or she talks about it I'm on a girl that I do activism with um if she if she comes on if she joins us it'd be great if she explained it to you but but it's 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 uh disrupting the the complacency of, of you know of society of, of modern society that of of meat consumption of eating um you know milk cheese eggs and dairy and that it's not normal. Like we're trying to just make the point. This is not normal because people can go their whole lives and they'll never hear anyone um, contest this idea, this, this horrific idea that we're yeah, uh, basically and, and, exploiting yeah. animals for, for their, for their bodily secretions and for their flesh. Yeah, see, and I like that. See, that's actually wonderful when groups of people can get together and then people can't just ignore it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel like, in my situation, I feel kind of on the spot, like 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 there's all this pressure because I'm the only vegan anybody in Lee Summit knows, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, I mean, that's why you like. I know that's why you like these hangouts because it's also helping to fulfill a certain need you have for uh, connection, for for companionship, for um, you know, for your value system to be reinforced. Yeah, yeah, and we see, all, here's we all need that. that. Yeah, see, here's why I like doing hangouts with you and Gaius and Angie and any, anybody else we can get on is because I feel like then I don't have to, from my my brain, come up with all the answers and explain everything. There's somebody else to jump in when I'm tongue-tied, when I'm not able to think fast enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, what, helps, uh, what, what helps a lot is actually just watching watching interviews, watching lectures um, like James Avery and uh, – you know, uh, Gary Rowski and watching these great um, speakers and these great, uh, you know, activists do what they do and, and having to um, basically answer the same, like, bullshit excuses and justifications over and over and over. It, it, it'll prepare you. It, it gives you the, um, the ammunition, so to speak, um, to be able to um, 
you know, confront that. I'm like, yeah. Like, By the way, that reminds me. You you know that um, that debate, the vegans uh, versus the ex vegan debate that you sent me a link to. <laughs> yeah, I commented the shit out of that. that video. Uh, yeah, I, I, I saw you. Yeah, you left a whole bunch of comments there. So yeah. I, I I had I to watching, listen. I was commenting as I was watching it live, so I was really into it. Like every moment, that's that's what it was. It was more like yeah. I was in the debate myself. Yeah. yeah, so I had to listen to that in some stages, but I actually listened to the whole thing. And it, was, right. yeah, it was driving me mad, though, okay? It oh, was yeah. driving me absolutely insane. And he, here's, like, I, I, I don't, like, I just don't get it. What I, my trouble is that the guy acted like he was offended when people made comparisons to oh, yeah, yeah. suffering, um, and, and as like like the suffering of animals could never compare to what humans are. Yeah, I, I left comments saying specifically. I said your problem is, you know, you don't you don't value animal life. You're not putting animal life yeah. in the same category as human life. You're putting human life above. You're viewing animals as inferior. You're viewing the human beings as superior, and that's not necessarily the case. So that's the problem to begin with, right there. Is your value system is yeah. screwed up? Yeah, and I, and I did feel that the I did feel the guy he was talking to, however, did have a very good response. You know, well, they're both they were they were incredibly yeah patient. yeah and there was that method. They were asking questions. It was yeah. very it, it schooled me. I was like, wow, I I wouldn't have the patience to to allow it to. And then in the end, they they both kind of. They, they both kind of tag team and they just put them on the spot. I, I yeah. love that. They yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it too. Yeah, see, his, his yeah, that man, yeah, that man and that woman were both asking him questions and it actually went really well. But see, I wouldn't have had the patience to put up with someone like that because for my, my whole thing is it's absolutely, you know, first of all, there's no need to cause the suffering. We don't need to, as they point out several times. But the, what the, but the response they had that was great is that we were saying that it was wrong to cause that suffering, but whether, both in the context of humans or other animals. We don't even need to debate which uh, species suffers more. It's completely irrelevant because we just don't need to cause that suffering to begin with. <laughs> but you yeah, know. They did, I thought they did a great job, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be joining that guy uh, soon again on, on another pod, like on another podcast, like. I, I had heard about it, and then it was actually happening sooner than expected because Australia, they're a day ahead here, you know, from, from, from where we are. I'm pretty sure it was Australia or UK, so it was it was ahead of the time I thought. And I was like, whoa, this is happening now. Okay, I want to I want to get in on. I want to watch this. And um, I felt like I was I was in the middle of it. And I and I think that I'm gonna be just like I I ended up joining you guys with um with the shows you do. I'm gonna be joining him on on his what's his name Chris something. Um, but, but I, I think it's he's he's got a, a really good method, um, and, and he doesn't, you know, he's not coming on too strong. He's making all the cognizant points. He's allowing the person to actually engage in critical thinking and, and think for themselves. Um, yeah. Speaking of, uh, I I I was at a um, I was at an event last night at the college where an ex-Muslim um, she has an organization to help uh, Muslims people who are, have come out of that indoctrination. And she spoke, and Peter Bogosian posted it, and I was able to actually like um, meet both of them. And we went to like the after party at a bar, and I basically like hung out and drank beer with Peter Bogosian. I don't know if you know who he is, but he is like I, now I have heard of him. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, and in fact, um, uh, Seth Andrews had him as a guest on Thinking Atheist. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, he's he's amazing, and um, it, it is a it is a brilliant parallel to what we do on, on you know with our street activism and using the Socratic method and asking questions, getting people to start thinking and questioning their beliefs and questioning their traditions. Um, and but the entire conversation, he ended up basically trying to justify his meat eating because he's sitting there eating like a low carb burger with bacon and everything. And, you know, uh, I didn't really bring it up. He knew that, that me and my friend were, you know, animal rights activists and he just kind of focused on that and talked about how he has Crohn's disease. He, he if he didn't eat meat, there would, he would have nothing to eat. Um, and it's, it's necessary and it, it can't, it doesn't apply to everyone, but he totally agrees with me and he totally agrees that factory farming is wrong. And they, and everyone always says this, that factory farming is is atrocious and they agree, but so he believes in humanely raised and humanely killed, uh, you know, meat and, and animals that are locally, locally raised and organic and grass fed and all that crap. So that was basically his thing was for health reasons, he has to eat meat and, um, you know, but he, but he hundred percent agrees with me. And I spoke about pantheism and biopan with him and he said, you know, I, it all sounds rational. It sounds reasonable. It sounds logical. I, 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 you know, I, I could totally support it. I get behind it, you know. I was saying that we need an alternative with people who are coming out of the religious indoctrination. What do they have in terms of fellowship, community, and you know, and, and uh, some kind of a connection with something greater than themselves? Because they've lost all that now. So yeah. for the atheists and the agnostics, pantheism is is the go-to you know path. And I described what biopan was. So it was great. Um, I was able to talk to him, and and uh, he was he was actually he came over and sat right next to me, and you know we were engaged engaging the whole time. So it was. I mean, the guy is kind of like one of my heroes, you know. So it's pretty, pretty amazing um, thing. Yeah. But I, but I mentioned, I was like, I always, I always hear you say in your lectures every morning you eat bacon and you give your kids bacon and, and you always mention that how you're you're like very routine and you know um and you consistently eat that in the morning. So um it, you know and, and yeah. he was like, well, this is why you know. And I was like, there's yeah. certain questions, the unanswerable questions, and that's where you know biopan and pantheism comes in. And he goes, well, I. Yeah. You know, those questions, there is an answer to those questions, and it's, and I said, that you don't know. And he goes, yeah, that's it. You're right. You know my stuff. Because to, to hold a, the position of, um, you know, of, uh, of being agnostic when it comes to things we don't know, that's the most truthful way to be. And I agreed with him, but I, but I said, but I, but I do have these answers, and um, but they're speculation, and it's, it's, you know, it's theory and stuff, but there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, we can extrapolate from evolution where evolution is taking us. So, I, you know, I, I got bits and pieces in there, you know, with him. But it was, it was really interesting. It was great. Yeah, he's so actually that, local. He's in Portland, actually. So yeah, hopefully that, I'll, I'll meet with cool. him again. Yeah, yeah that, that's cool you get to actually talk with him. Sounds like you had a pretty good talk. Like he agrees with veganism as a whole, yet he seems to think that he has to eat me. Yeah. And I didn't get too much into it because I didn't want to argue with him. I just let him talk, and I wanted him to hear what I had to say. So we can we can approach we can approach it some other time. But I was you right. know, I was glad to meet him and stuff. And um, you know, I had a few beers and just uh, it was it was chill. It was pretty cool because this guy was just with you know Richard Dawkins on stage and he yeah. travels the country doing these lectures. And he basically wrote the book on street epistemology. And I told him I said I've submitted to like 12 hours of street epistemology because I care about truth because I don't want to delude myself. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm not um, deceiving myself or deceiving any of the people that I, that I communicate with. And he goes, 
you you know I, that's noble and I, I appreciate that you know and yeah I, was like, I, yeah. I, I, I support everything you're doing but I think there needs to be more focus and emphasis on ethics and values and and what people can find where people can find inspiration and what what we can do to um, you know uh, to, to have a religious experience we talked about Sam Harris a lot you know um, his, his take on it so yeah, so yeah. That, that was that. Yeah, and it's interesting. Like, yeah, you gotta you gotta deal with some of these things a little bit at a time. You know, finding it's the finding the approach that works. See, Papa, this is the difficulty I have with people is that they are not they don't work as easily as do computers. Computers are much easier to change their settings and to reprogram. You know, in a sense, whereas humans, it's like they have all these emotions, and it's like. If I come at them full on with all the facts, then it'll overwhelm them. And yeah, then, yeah. you got You got It has to happen in stages. You can't overwhelm someone, and it, it has to be um, at their own pace, you know, and according to their level of understanding. And this is kind of the the, the strange dichotomy when we're with um, Cuba Truth with Anonymous for the Voiceless. We have to sort of straddle that line where we're trying to get as much information as we can in a very limited amount of time. But we don't want to be pushy, um, but we but we do want to, want to influence, you know, as much as possible. So it's 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 a it's a juggling act, you know. It's it's about balance, yeah. really. Um, yeah, it, it's a difficult thing. Um, but yeah, here's here's an interesting thought. Now, here's a certain approach I've thought of. Now, one approach to think of is to rather than like not uh, explain like all about the dairy and the eggs and the honey right off the bat, but just start with the meat the most obvious one you know that's the most obvious of all the issues because on some level people know that in order for that meat to get there some animal has to be killed at least they know that on some level whereas the the eggs and the dairy and the honey they don't have a clue they don't know anything about it just like i didn't you know so there, I there were several vegetarians today i met uh, several vegetarians and I was like, what, what's stopping you from going full vegan? I mean, you do know the, the cruelty involved, and, and in many ways, dairy is even worse um, because the animals are enslaved for a lifetime, and they're, they're artificially inseminated, forcefully impregnated, um, continuously denied. Um, you know, their, their babies are stolen from them and, and just basically consigned to a, a life of, of servitude and slavery. Um, and, and I talk about eggs, and I'm like, you don't actually think eggs are healthy, do you? You know, like I, I try to make the point like as if it's common knowledge. I, I try to constantly yeah. say it in a sense that like you do know, like I say it like that, like you do know yeah. the latest studies and, and this is the scientific evidence, the verdict is in, you know, so why are we still yeah. breastfeeding? Why are we still drinking yeah. milk as adults? You know, just make those points without being yeah. too offensive, you know? Well, yeah, and that's the thing. But yeah, the real question, I like the way you say it there, but the real question, Paulo, is do they know? Because I, my thought is, if they did know, they would be vegan. <laughs> most most people don't, or they don't think about it. Um, or like the hunter that I met today, who you know he shoots and kills his own meat. He um he doesn't uh, support factory farms, and you know, in, in his mind, well, he's like the animals are going to die anyway. And I'm like, sure, animals are a food to other animals, but not for human beings. Hey, Amon. Hi. This is uh this is Amon, my friend. Um. Uh, goes, oh, hi. Amon Chandler, Chandler, Amon. What are you talking yeah. about? Oh, yeah, Actually, we, we, we were, were talking, talking about activism. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul and I, we were just talking about our approaches when exposing people to veganism, you know, and and Paul was just saying like, you do know this and this and this, like you know, like that eggs aren't healthy and all this. Like Paul was explaining that to that to me, and I was explaining my approach of starting out with the basics because people aren't even most people are not even vegetarian like i think if everyone can first agree to vegetarianism that's a good basis start it's not far enough but yeah it's like like for example you know there's that lady who tried to tell me now she tried to tell me that it doesn't kill calves to, to take its mother's milk even though we know it really does in one way or another um but the point is there's no point in discussing that with her because she doesn't care if animals die because she's eating meat all the time. You it's know? A different, that's, a, that's a different, it's a hard thing when, when, when they straight up have no empathy whatsoever and you know that they're just like, I don't care, I like the taste of meat, blah, blah, blah. You know, how do you, yeah. um, how do you deal with that with, with a completely apathetic person? I, I say you do what you can, you plant the seeds and then move on. You move on well, to those I who are willing. I think that – you know, it just depends on the person. Like some people, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the trans theoretical model of change, but some people are like stuck in the pre-contemplation stage where they're never going to consider like the benefits of veganism. And so with those people, you know, you just got to be like, I can discuss this with you at a later time, but right now there's not really a point. I'm going to move on to somebody that's more receptive like, I definitely think that the ethics is the most compelling reason to go vegan. Yeah. But if they're not willing to listen, then there's not much you can do about that. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's the most compelling reason, yeah. but for them, it's, it's, they're not even thinking about it. So sometimes you got to kind of approach the health thing or the environmental thing. I think that vegetarian today said, yeah, I, I, I am a vegetarian um, for the environment. You know? And I was like, that's great because he saw Calspiracy. I, I always say, just watch these documentaries, man, and it, and it'll, it'll completely, um, you know, inform you when, when it comes to all these issues. That's that's what's necessary. That's why I linked up the. Um, I found all three documentaries on YouTube today, and I linked them in the group chat. Yeah, it, it's it's very interesting. I mean, because see, like I have a I have a really hard time at. No, understanding what it's like for people who don't care if the if these that these animals are suffering and dying, you know, like for example, I like when it comes to somebody who's racist between different skin colors of humans, for example, I don't know how to deal with that. Like if I were to come across a racist person like that, I couldn't deal with that because I've never had that mindset. In that case, yeah, where, um, where, where do you even like where do you even begin? Um, I, I I say like I said like. Like Aman just said, like, you know, move on and, and don't waste your energy, don't waste your time. Yeah. Focus on those who um who who are open to it, to open to the information. Um, yeah. Let's let's. Do you want to talk a little bit about activism? Because and, Aman, I actually was really, I was really impressed with that video. Um, that gigantic, you know, um, um yeah, speak but, out. Um, in, in the the one at the DXC forum. Yeah, that was that was incredible. Um, I know. At, at, Honestly, okay, here, at first, let me be honest, uh, it felt like a, a very cult-like, almost like a religion, because she's speaking, and then they're just repeating what she's saying, but I get it that it was all part of the, part of the speech, and they're, and they're all, they all, we all felt the same, we all feel the same, and they're saying the same um, words, because it's what we mean, and then everyone's hearing it, 
And then as they marched and they went through, I mean, I thought it was powerful because she, she was standing up on the tables and the cops, security were around. They, they didn't do nothing because, like, you got that many people. It's like, what are you going to do? You know, you can't just politely tell them to leave. Like, um, they have to leave on their own. And that's that's the power of, of the numbers, you know. Yeah, I think when you have such a large presence like that, it's just people have to take you seriously because, yeah. I mean, you're just there and you're, uh, like, spreading the message. But even if it's a speak out of a small crowd, I think it still makes a difference. Like, the point is to um, disrupt speciesism. And the more that we can say that that's not normal, like, it's not normal to eat animals, then, like, you know the more that we can challenge those beliefs. And um, the point is not to, like, convert people one-on-one like we would do if we were having, like, um, a conversation with them, but it's just to get people that are in that pre-contemplation stage to have to think about eating animals and, you know, just, like, consider, like, that it might not be unethical. or You know what I mean? What's the phrase... You, you started to break up a little bit there. I think your signal was bad. But um, what's the phrase you use? Uh, disrupting the what do you what do you call it? What, what's the disrupt speciesism? Yeah, so that's it. That's what I was trying to say. Explain earlier, Chandler. It looks like he's frozen too. Um, I'm, I'm still here. Can you hear? Are me? you there? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Yeah, the disrupting speciesism, basically disrupting the um, the status quo, like the normal, you know, day to day in that mall, you could just see the people they're eating Chinese food. They're eating like steak, they're eating stuff. They're, they're eating sandwiches. And, um, this may be the first time anyone's ever even stopped to consider it, you know, that like, Oh, I'm eating animals. I'm eating animal parts, you know, and it doesn't mean you're going to convert anybody on the spot, but it's like a seed. It's like a, it's like a, a step on the, on the, you know, on the journey. Like, like, like for example, I know, before I went vegan, if something like that happened to me, I would like probably feel guilty, not like go vegan right away. But before I went vegan, I had a lot of guilt and I wasn't like willing to look into veganism because meat tasted good. But then, you know, it just built up and built up and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to take this seriously. And so I never experienced anything like this. I, I always, I, I wish that I had, that I had seen some kind of event or something like that. I've never, Never experienced anything like that at a grocery store or anything. What I did, um, what I was exposed to was uh, PETA undercover footage videos, and I, w- I was sent um, pamphlets and information and stuff, and, and I'd watch videos online, and I would feel bad. I felt especially bad for pigs um, because I liked bacon. I liked the taste of bacon, and I ate uh, bacon a lot. I didn't like ham, but I always liked putting bacon on stuff. And just seeing the videos, I never shied away from them. Um, but it, it, it pricked my conscience and I, and I always felt guilty and I always told myself, I said, I'm probably eventually going to be vegetarian. I'm probably going to just completely cut it because there's, I, I do feel bad. I, I do love animals and there's no, like I never had any kind of, um, what's, what's the word? I, I never had any cognitive dissonance, you know, like I, I accepted it. It just, it, I even, my ex roommate was a vegan. My ex roommate was vegan, but she never talked about it. She would just cook her food and then go in her room. And I'm like, I wish she would have talked to me about it. Like she mentioned earthlings. She talked about food ink. She talked about. Well, um, do you the, think that you know, if you asked, why didn't you ask more questions? Do you think that was because I know for me, when I have roommates, like it's kind of uncomfortable to like, they know I'm vegan, but 
and I wish that like I would could educate them about veganism, but I don't want to just come out of nowhere and start being like, "Hey, did you know?" No, no, because I because I've always loved animals. If this if this girl would have talked to me about the brutality and and just the the, the horrid living conditions and what animals suffer, what they go through, like I had no idea. No, it's not that I was completely in the dark, but it's you need you need to be exposed to it like firsthand. And if she had just started talking to me about it, I could have probably gone vegan a lot sooner. So it's, it's like, I never, um, I felt the guilt and just with every, with every bit of exposure to the information and to the footage, I, I gradually grew, grew more and more, um, just conscious and aware of it. And then, uh, you know, it was really my philosophy. It was biopantheism and taking this leadership role and trying to educate others in this philosophy and talking, continuously talking about loving and respecting nature. It just, you know, it, it, there's no, um, there's no justification for it. So that's that's what eventually led me to it. You know, yeah, so, philosophy. so Poffa, what you. you're saying is that if that if that girl had talked to you more about it than she did, it might have resulted in you, you going vegan sooner. She never talked to me about it at all. It, it, I just knew that she was. And then they had just mentioned something about watching Earthlings or watching some documentaries. And I said, oh, yeah, well, I've seen Food, Inc. And I, and I agree. But that was it. She just never – I mean, she was an introvert, you know, too, so yeah. – um, I, I don't know, but that, the, the point is you never know who you can affect. Don't ever be afraid, you know, to speak up and don't ever be afraid to just say what you mean. Take, you know, take advantage of every opportunity. You know, don't, don't let an opportunity go by. I was yeah. trying to, I was trying to convert Peter Bogosian last night in a very subtle way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And this is interesting. Uh, yeah. Cause uh, earlier, um, you know, your name's Iman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before you came on, um, I was telling Poffo how, you know, my, my coworkers at High V, um, sometimes they invite me out to eat with them at restaurants and they, they're always curious about me because I'm always trying to find something with all vegetables, which is surprisingly difficult at the restaurants they go to. It's just, it's just weird. Like they went to this Mexican restaurant called Jose Peppers, and the only thing on the menu that didn't have meat was a ve vegetable uh, quesadilla. But I asked the waitress what that had, in it, and so it had a bunch of vegetables, but it had cheese, and so I requested no cheese on the vegetable quesadilla. So I got something satisfactory for me. But other people watched this, and then they asked me about you know why I'm vegan, and and that makes me uncomfortable because like I told Paul, I feel like. Like I'm like it puts me on the spot because I'm all alone. I'm the only vegan they ever have encountered. Probably the only one they ever will encounter. And point and them to the information. Point them to documentaries. Be like, I'm not alone in this, man. Like you know, pretty soon you're gonna be the minority. You know, like tell them that. Be like, veganism is taking over, sweeping over the world. It's the only sustainable option at this point um, when it comes to the environment. When it comes to uh, you know saving the ecosystem from destruction. So yeah, yeah. I think that. Um, it. I love when people ask me why are you vegan because they might not be ready for it, the detailed explanation that you could give them, but um, it's just still like shows that you know people aren't ignoring it and they're starting to you know have more curiosity. And I wish that I I never knew a vegan before I went vegan, and I feel like I definitely could have went vegan sooner yeah. if I had met one. Same thing. I was gonna say um. Oh, um, like it's yeah, yeah. Don't just don't be afraid to speak, man. Um, 
don't be afraid to because there's another aspect to this that like you want to you want to create a good representation of what veganism is a lot of people may they may know about veganism um but they all all they've seen are, are bad examples and all they've seen are, are like pushy obnoxious people um or you know they see it as like it's a cult or you know it's like this fringe yeah. movement so you you have the opportunity at any given moment to um to represent veganism and in, in, in a positive light and help them actually um you know to, to change their perspective on, on what they might already have a they might yeah. have a pre preconceived notion of what veganism is so you can you can change that yeah. you know yeah and, and here's the interesting thing about it now I, well I'm I like in a way yeah I'm glad when somebody asks because that is an opportunity that hardly ever happens where someone actually asks me it gives me a chance to respond and and if they and even if they do react badly well they asked you know you don't want to know don't ask <laughs> you know um, but yeah um, but here's the thing about it is I've never been powerful at discussions. I don't. I don't debate people. I've never been one to discuss things, and I guess it's different. Like, okay, like if it's about you know Christianity versus atheism or something, how often does that actually come up in public? It doesn't. It it really doesn't uh, all that much. You know, how much does abortion come up or or gay marriage or immigration or or something like that? How often do all those other controversial things really come up? But because this carnism and veganism thing is a food related issue and so much of human social interaction is around food. That is yep. the one issue. This is the only issue. Did you watch that Will Tuttle um, uh, lecture, by the way? Because I thought that was amazing. So, so inspirational, and he talks Actually, about how. That, that um, I saw him a, speak, and I read his book. Yeah, it was awesome. really cool. Yeah, he, and like, really I really like how he ties spirituality into right. like the nonviolence associated with veganism. Right, and and really that like um the idea of, of human evolution and, and how can how can we evolve and as a as a intelligent, logical, compassionate species if we're still. You know, committing these these atrocities. If we're still treating other life forms this way, we're taking in the violence, we're taking in the stress and the and the torture into ourselves. Like, oh, he says, yeah, he, he says there's a there's a um, a karm, um a karmic effect happening where human beings are getting cancer because we're giving animals cancer. Human beings are getting osteoporosis because we're we're stripping them, we're we're sucking all them dry of all their calcium, all their their milk. Um, every you know, the family is breaking up and. And there's violence and all this kind of stuff because we're breaking up families, animals, and families. So I, I don't know if it's you know it, it maybe some kind of a false equivalence, but it's it's food for thought, definitely. No pun intended. It's definitely it makes you think <laughs> because our, our food, our food choices. Yeah. Um, so I mean, many many spiritual gurus and throughout history have said this. You know, what we, what we take into our bodies, that's what we put out. You know, whatever. You know. Yeah. Garbage yeah, in, garbage yeah, out. yeah. It's the old saying: "You are what you eat." You know. Yeah. Um, except, except, what's ironic about this is I don't eat animals because I am an animal. It's kind of funny because I realize I am an animal. So, in a sense, I don't eat what I know I already am. So, I kind of blew it, you know, in that saying. But there's a, there's a big distinction I want to talk about here. Like both you guys, think about this for a minute. But like, we really, really need to make the distinction. Okay, we know that we're, the human beings are animals. We're primates. We're highly evolved uh, primates. But we need to really make that distinction and say we are a very special primate that has the ability to judge between right and wrong. And, and 
we have this moral capacity. And other animals don't have that. There's hints of it, you know, altruistic behavior in, in, in uh, simians and in, in cetaceans and stuff. But it's, it's, um, it's highly developed in humans because we have the frontal lobe. That's the difference. So it's, it's, they're, they're continuously, you know, the naturalistic fallacy that appeals to nature. Well, animals eat other animals. Well, lions kill gazelles. Well, you know, animals are feed, life feeds on life. And it's like, right. And we, and we are heterotrophic beings. We, we have to feed on life to survive as well. But we can choose what form of life we ingest. That's the difference. If we have the choice to, to slaughter and kill a sentient being or not and just feed on vegetation and fruits and nuts and seeds, then it's immoral not to, to do the other, you know? That, that like we actually um, – yeah, animals are food for other animals, but they don't have to be food for human beings. So we have to just make that distinction that we, we actually have the power to make that choice. Um, and and it's, I think we should really stress the evolution of our species. And at this stage in our evolution, that, that human beings have this, um, you know, capacity to think and reason and ruminate and, and um, you know, be cognizant, be aware of, of uh, the choices we make. Whereas other animals, animals in the wild, in, in primitive nature, they have no choice. They just do what they do to survive. They, they're, they're working based primarily on instinct. And human beings don't just function on instinct. So there's a difference. There. There's, a, there's a big difference there between humans and other Well, yeah, yeah. So well, yeah I, I see. Yeah, I, I agree to a certain extent. And I see where you go with that, Poffo. <laughs> However, here's the, here's the way I see it. I see that certain ones of us, uh, some humans, just, just a few humans are able to think about this and, and realize this. But I think most humans – are behaving exactly like those other animals without any right. any thought at all as to what okay, they're doing. Like, uh, Peter, Peter Bogosian, no offense to him, but he's breathing the, the bacon in breath in my face as he's talking because he's like this close to me. Um, and I'm looking at him and I'm like, you're a highly intelligent man, highly erudite and intelligent and, and you know, in, in academia. You're so smart. You're so rational. You're so logical. But when it comes to this aspect of your life, you're a caveman. You're like you're like you're, you're so primitive. And then the, the guy that was hunting, uh, the hunter today that I talked to, um, who, who was mentioning it, I, I look at them and I just say, you are just a, a, you are under evolved in this area. In this, when it comes to this, you're you're just behaving like another like another animal. And and but it's it's foolish. It's actually illogical because we're not carnivores. You know, physi physiologically, we're herbivores. So. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Alana, I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much. If you want to talk, just just butt in because I, I tend to ramble. Okay. No, I'm uh, listening. Oh yeah, yeah. I had a few things I wanted to say. See, here's one approach that I think is very, very interesting. Like now, I don't know if I told you, Poffo, but I was telling Gaius last week about how I joined the health club at Rediscover. So now, so now, like I can lift weights in the exercise room, and I just had to meet with the personal trainer who heads the program, and it's cool. Like I have these these measurements. Like I have like a 46.4 skeletal muscle, and like only 8.6 body percent body fat and it's like it's in, in body age of 21 like i have these incredible stats here and i'm like the healthiest she's ever mm -hmm. seen and i'm probably the only vegan you know she's ever met but here's here's the thing about it. my my idea is if people see how incredibly healthy and strong i am i'm thinking that may win them over whereas words do not i've actually thought about this because 
you know, Buffalo, like, you know how people are about words. P people play these semantic games and trying to yeah. discuss things doesn't work. But when people can see that somebody who's been on a vegan diet for a long time is strong and is healthy and young looking. Yeah. And, you're walking and, billboard. You're walking billboard yeah. for our cause. Yeah. You represent, you know, you're representing something. Because that's what other people care about. People are superficial. People are all about external. So the health thing. I think yeah. being a role model is um, a good thing to do. And it definitely is something that vegans should be doing is putting themselves out there to show like, you know, vegans are um, healthy or even, you know, there's vegans of all different shapes and sizes and fitness levels. So, yeah. you know, we are a diverse population and anybody can be vegan, but um, well, I a, also yeah, feel we like responsibility to, we do have a responsibility to be healthy, but then at the same time, it's not just about health. We have yeah. to trust the right. Yeah. If See, somebody's not willing to look into the ethics of veganism, like then it'll just be like another, like, Oh, I could go on a diet, but I guess I don't really feel like it. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Always, I don't I'm always trying to stress the point of the animals. I've just got to think about the animals. We just got to think about what we're doing to them and how unnecessary it is. And just how we view other non-human animals. That's what really needs to change is, is to not see animals as objects and things and to stop using them and, and completely completely exploiting them on every level for, for, yeah. for just for our need. That's, yeah. That's yeah, definitely. Yeah. But see, here's the thing about it is there's got to be a way – like because you know, Poffel, like, like – I'm like the most non-superficial person you ever met. You you, you said something yeah. like that. See, I don't care much for appearance. However, I'm trying to th think about that to the extent that I appear appealing to people as a vegan, you know, in some way that may at least get them interested. Hopefully they will become vegan for ethical reasons because they will understand that. But it's like there's got to be a way. Um, got, you might say there's got to be an effective way to spell veganism to people. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's just got to be a I way. Mean, yeah, but um, I think if somebody doesn't go vegan for ethical reasons, then they're not going to stay vegan. It'll just be like another I, fad I've diet. Said I've always yeah. said that. It has to be for ethical reasons. And if also if, if you don't – just for um, health, it doesn't stick with them. You know, they, they don't have that motivation. And if you don't get the social support and, you know, find a community, then it'll also just be that much harder to, you know, yeah. find a reason to stay vegan. It's very, very important that we have um, a support group, that we have, that we get involved in local communities. I just, when I, I posted the, um, that giant speak out, um, you know, uh, demonstration, I just posted in, in the, um, you know, in the, in the post, I said, you know, get involved, get involved in your local communities, like, like do, do some form of activism. We can all do something, you know, and, and we need each other. Like we, or, or, you know, or people will end up backsliding or they'll end up, um, you know, giving up on it because it's too difficult. Like where Chandler lives, he's like in the Midwest sort of, it's, um, it's really difficult. Um, there's it just, the, the awareness is not there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and yeah, this is a thing, like, of course, I, yeah. Um, now Pafo, you, you, you've never been to Lisa, Missouri, have you? I've driven through it. It's about oh, it. really? Well, maybe yeah. not that town, but I've driven through Missouri. Yeah. What about you, Iman? Nope. <laughs> okay. So let me tell you about Lisa, Missouri. Okay. 
this is a weird town. Of course, everybody says that about their own town, right, where they live. But people are strange. All they care about is baseball and football. Seriously. I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's always baseball, football, their churches and religious organizations, and sex. That's all people care about, and I, like, hate all those things. So, you know, that, I'm, I'm the odd one out, especially in Lisa, Missouri. And I, and I, I, I think sports are such a waste of time. I mean, not, not playing sports for fun, for health, but, you know, I've always said this. Um, this the superstar, you know, sports – fanatics like like you know like professional sports is just the biggest waste of resources and, and money and time and, and it's just it's just a distraction you know like mm-hmm. there's so many yeah. more important things um, i don't i don't support sports i don't support the military um and i i don't support making babies you know. did you know i'm an anti-natalist <laughs> i guess yeah i would call myself an anti-natalist too because yeah ugh, babies <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, this is interesting. Not um, just because yeah. we don't like babies, but because the idea yeah, of reproducing, the, the idea of the human beings just continuously yeah. proliferating and exactly and breeding and and, and yeah. popping out kids and when right. kids making more parasites. Kids. Yeah, yeah. Are, yeah. See, yeah. this is very interesting, people, because Bacteria of the earth. because th- there's there's like this direct link. Be- between like people may not always see it, but there is a link between antinatalism and veganism to a certain extent. And because quite honestly, I am sort of antinatalist. I-, I hesitate to use the term, but because it can be so misunderstood. So I don't go around calling myself that, but I'm sort of an antinatalist basically because those those children, ninety nine but point nine percent of them are going to be carnists that are going to continue to contribute to the. You've heard the um, you've heard the alternative argument, right? That well, we can the vegans should have children so that we can make more vegans. You know what's what sucks, you know, Chandler? The stupidest people are the ones who are, who are breeding and making kit, making babies. The stupidest, exactly. most undereducated, ass backwards people. No offense, but it's the Muslims, it's the Armenians, it's the, the fundamentalist, fundamentalist religious religious people, whether it's um, Christianity, Judaism, or Islam. They yeah. are just going to outbreed all the intellectuals, all the intelligent people, because the intellectuals are saying we don't want to contribute to overpopulation, we don't want to put a strain on the environment, we don't want to you know leave our carbon footprint. All this stuff, um, we, 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 we were more responsible than that. We know that, that it's a huge responsibility. So we're doing the right thing, but, like, I don't know, like, biologically, we're going to lose. So yeah, it's like, I know. I've heard the opposite I argument just that feel like vegans should, should yeah. have babies. There's no point in trying to fight the overpopulation that we've already, like, established. It doesn't make more sense to make vegan babies because – you don't know if they're going to stay vegan. I don't know, like, yeah. if um, if there's more chance of uh, kids growing up vegan becoming vegan for life. But it just seems like, you know, the world is already – we're, like, taking out so many resources. And, um, you know, in 100 years, there's going to have to be, like – a warlike situation going on because there's no way that we're going to be able to manage the resources that we we're have already, already. We're already past so the point right now. It's yeah. just right now we're like damage control. There's no way of turning back and fixing what's already been done. Yeah. 
Yeah, but what Poffa was saying is was exactly what the movie Idiocracy was about. I, I gotta about, see that because you, you keep referencing it. I gotta I see. Didn't it. watch that. Yeah, Idiocracy. It was like the the most true movie. Seriously, that was like the most accurate movie ever. And here's why: because it was exactly what Poff was talking about. It was all the people with who were completely brainless and thoughtless that they were reproducing, whereas other people who they didn't want to reproduce, they wanted to wait at least until it was the right time. They had all their shit together. They knew what they were doing. And so basically, all the stupid people kept uh, appropriating, and the others weren't. And so then over 500 years this guy's like cyogenically frozen for 500 years and then when he wakes up 500 years later everybody is as dumb as you can imagine even dumber than they are now you know, like in Wally, like Wally, where all the people are kind of fat and they're floating around, they don't even walk. Yes, ever. yes, Wally. Yes, that is another movie that's the exact yeah. same thing. That's exactly what science people fiction. Like. Science fiction is is really uh, a poignant prophecy, man. It like it, it predicts yeah. a, a possible future. We need to, um, yeah. you know, take take that take those warnings um, yeah i don't yeah those movies i don't even consider them fiction i consider them an actual prophecy of where we're headed that's exactly where we're headed i'm still tripping out about this point like you know i lived in la the last 10 years okay mexicans that's all they do man they just keep popping out kids and it's like we, we see them we see them walking across the street and there's like the little one the baby the sister, the, the brother, the you know, the um, the mother, and then she's pregnant, and then she's pushing a stroller, and it's like, what the hell? Like, are you, you're you're getting pregnant every like every cycle, like you know, like every nine months, you're, well, you're gonna get pregnant well, again. Now, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah, now, Puffo, if I'm not mistaken, aren't Mexicans heavily uh, indoctrinated by Catholicism? Most most Mexicans are Christian or Catholic or Jehovah's Witnesses. It's, it's always Christianity. Don't, really, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't vary from that either. They're going to be, yeah. Actually, they're they're pretty much predominantly uh, Christian or, or Catholic, yeah. And that, yeah. again, this is what I'm trying to say. And this is not racism, okay? It's it has to do with the culture, right. and it has to do with with cultural indoctrination. Basically, you're inculcated into this. We're talking about the health aspects. I mean, right. so many are, are overweight and unhealthy and having heart disease and stuff because all they eat is cheese and meat, cheese, meat, and bread. It's cheese and meat, like heavy on, on you know, the dairy and the cheese yeah. and meat. So it's, yeah. it's just – we're yeah, talking absolutely. about, like, the negative consequences of a – I don't I don't like culture. I don't know. You don't know this about me yet, Amon, but I don't like culture because I think culture stagnates. It's not progressive. It's not, it's not open to new and emergent information. It stays – in its own little bubble, and it's not, it's never really, it's not necessarily a, a good thing because it's a right. type of culture, culture or tradition like that has change. I don't know, some of it can be good, but then a lot of it, if it is um, keeping people from progressing and from making uh, those changes, then yeah, it is a bad thing. But for example, like there's some pretty good cultures out there that do lead to, you know, long healthy lives like indigenous native americans um they had a good relationship with the land and they weren't like really as wasteful as like white colonialists and also like you know like the japanese people that live in like okinawa are 
some of the longest living people. So, you know, there's like some right. merits to cultures, but not all of them. There's, and right. definitely there's, aspects, not like, there's aspects in those cultures. Right. Yeah, there's yeah. aspects within those cultures that yeah. are good. And then also a lot of this is from dating back from the past. But as it becomes modernized and they're exposed to and they actually develop more income and they have access to, to more of a Western diet, they're dropping, their health rate is dropping. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah but they didn't choose yeah. that. That's like not their, you know, like the indigenous people before the white colonialists came, They their health was so much better. And now they're such a marginalized minority and they're at the highest risk for type 2 diabetes, obesity, yep. substance use. You know, it's, it's all about well, like the way that the world has evolved and, um, people just taking advantage of and exploiting the earth instead of like right. just using it respectfully. Exploiting other other beings, exploiting animals, exploiting other people, and exploiting um, the natural resources that, that Mother Gaia provides. Absolutely, that's the problem. That's the core. That's the heart of it. Is why are we so goddamn selfish? You know why? Why is it revolve around us? Why can't we see us? see ourselves as a, as one family in an interconnected system, you know, living as we should in a symbiotic way with the earth, with the environment, with other, other species and other life forms. And this is what biopan is all about. Yeah. And, and here's the thing about the culture thing. I get exactly what I think Poffo meant is, you know, culture is where we just do things out of tradition. Like that's the way people in your area do it. That's the way people of your country do it. And so we don't make progress because we're stuck by tradition. Whereas if something is a good thing to do, we should all be doing it regardless of our culture. If it's a bad thing to do, we should not be doing it no matter what our culture. So yeah, I say throw away culture entirely. <laughs> I think that like, communities um, of people, you know, like language, for example, I think that's one important aspect of culture. That's like, I think people should have the ability to be unique. So I don't think that culture is entirely useless. I just do also, I feel like tradition, the one aspect of culture that has a lot of potential to be harmful, you know, that's something that we need to think critically about and, you know, just analyze, is this culture harmful or is it bringing us together? Is it bringing us into like a healthy community? Culture that is not, absolutely, I, I agree 100%. Culture that is not um, in sync with, with human biology, uh, culture that is not like, um, you know, operating in concert with what we know about nature, with what we know about, about science, um, you know, and, and like, basically like, like the, you know, the, the, the modern, with, with modern knowledge and information, um, if, if, if culture is like resistant to that, resistant to change and to, uh, learning about the world, you know, then, then it's, it's, it's unhealthy, then it's counterproductive and we shouldn't support it. We shouldn't support any culture or race or religion or, or, or organization uh, that is that is damaging, you know, to the human body, that is damaging to the human psyche, or this damaging and, and um, exploitative, exploitative um, towards other animals or towards the earth. And that's almost every race and culture and religion, except maybe paganism or, or Wicca or, or some aspects of, of Buddhism or Jainism. And there's just very few. And then you have uh, atheists and agnostics and secular humanists and skeptics who are, who are logic-based and thinking, you know, rationally, and they have a good understanding of science, but many of them are pessimistic. Many of them are nihilistic, and they say, well, the life has no purpose, and, and everything's meaningless, and, you know, so 
they, 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 they might not respect the natural world because they'll always say, well, you know, everything in nature is out to kill us. It's not friendly to us. So, you know, it becomes very solipsist and, and nihilistic. And you know what I'm talking about, Chandler. Like, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about is and, and it's like like to a certain extent, I agree with those people. But I, at the same time, I'm kind of like, so what? So what? There's no ultimate meaning or purpose. Who gives a shit? You know, <laughs> like, really, let's make let's 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 make the best of it. Let's have let's have a purpose. It's the purpose that we want. Bi- our biology drives us to want. Regardless, it doesn't. You don't need a deity. You don't need some other weird uh, objective morality. That wouldn't even be useful, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've talked about it many, many times. Um, uh, Iman, since you're with us, I'm not sure how long you're going to be with us. Do you want to speak about activism and about veganism and, and just talk to Chandler because he's not really, he hasn't really um, associated much with other, okay. uh, other animal rights activists. And, yeah, so you know, um, for do. any vegans that are listening, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes from, like, uh, that vegan couple, which is um, these people that have a YouTube channel, they, they're, they like, a uh, phrase that they say at the end of their videos is, veganism, it's not the most you can do, it's the least you can do. And I definitely agree with that because, um, you know, it's just you're not participating in violence. You know, that's that's just any decent human being should be able to say, I don't participate in violence. Yeah. Um, and so, like, activism is taking it to the next level. And I also watched another, you know, a really short clip from Direct Action Everywhere, and it was, like, explaining, uh, like, why you should do activism in a really simple um, analogy. It was saying, if you saw somebody beating a dog, you wouldn't, um, you could either join in, which is what meat eaters are doing, or you could say, no, I'm not going to participate in that, which is what vegans are doing. Or you could be like, stop what you're doing right now, which is what activists are doing. So it's a great analogy. Um, yeah, definitely. And yeah, I would, I would agree. Like now veganism is easy. Here's what I mean, because it's a non-action. It's, it's simply a not doing something. And it, it, it not doing things is easy. If you're lazy, it's just easy to just not do things. It's easy to just not go slaughter uh, people. It's good to just not not just not buy certain products that you know lead to slaughter. It, it do not doing things is so easy. I don't understand what's so hard about that. I'm a big fan of not doing things. It's, it's so hard because it's so hard because we've already been inculcated and we've already been taught that this is what you eat for breakfast. This is what you need for calcium. This is what you need for strong bones and healthy teeth. This is what you need um, to, to grow muscle. We've been taught uh, myths, lies, misinformation, um, you know, cultural myths, basically propaganda from the meat, egg, and dairy industry to, to sell their products. Um, so that's what makes it difficult is it's an unlearning. You have to, like, you have to be willing to sort of relinquish the old habits and, and what you're using. All right, to. I got to get going. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Sure. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for thanks for the time yeah. with us. Appreciate bye. it. Bye. We'll do it again next time. Uh, bye. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was cool having her on for a short time. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But yeah, Papa. This is actually very interesting because, like, there's all these myths, and and I guess. I guess part of the reason I agree with the statement that it has to be for ethical reasons rather than just health reasons is because 
all the myths and lies that people are believing is going to misinform them about what's healthy or not. How can you really know? So when it came to me, for example, I didn't care whether or not I was healthy or whether or not I needed animal products. It came to a point where I'm like, well, I would rather – I would rather die than continue to exploit and kill all those other animals. Yeah, that's a very strong, I mean, very few people, most people have their number one uh, prime directive, their, their biological imperative is, is self-preservation. And so your sort of your ethical your value system sort of overrides that. So that's kind of rare. Um, most, people, yeah. most people are thinking about themselves and what they have to give up. And they're thinking about well, how it's going to be so difficult and how they're going to handle holidays and, you know, certain people like us, I mean, we, for me personally, I'm, I'm living a more isolated life where I'm not, I don't have those, those sort of pressures, um, family pressures and stuff like that. Like I, I straight up, you know, I, this was for me, this was for the animals. I don't give a shit what anybody says. They can't influence me. Um, I, I dealt with a little bit of it when I went to Northern Idaho and I saw how ass backwards they were there and being around my girlfriend's um, parents and being just... The, the, the shock, the culture shock of being in another situation where people are completely uninformed and uneducated about this. And I saw how difficult it can be, um, but that didn't affect me at all. I mean, I, I ate a Golden Corral, and I'm pretty sure I ended up eating something that had milk in it just because everything there, biscuits, the phenol food, I was trying to pick stuff out, I was trying to pick vegetables out, and it was cooked with meat. So it just just environment itself becomes yeah. you know a, a challenge. But at the same time, you got to remind yourself of what you're doing it for, man. You should watch Earthlings yeah. at least once once a month, or you should you should expose yourself to what you know to 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 the, to the horror and to the brutality and the cruelty, and remind yourself of, of why you're doing this. Be like, oh, I don't want to watch that. I'm already vegan, so I don't need to see that anymore. No, you need to see it. You need to remind yourself of why, so that when you're in those situations, you can be strong. And you can have confidence and say, no, this is why I'm vegan because I don't want to partake in cruelty and violence and suffering because it's unnecessary. And you shouldn't have to either. We should let our, let our value systems, let our actions align with our value systems instead of being you know, so hypocritical. I love animals. I love puppies and dogs and, and birds and, and whatever. But you know, I don't give a shit about pigs or sheep or goats or, or chickens or lambs or fish because I don't know them. They're not in my little circle. You know, so that's that's what needs to change, man. You know, to, to yeah. the circle of compassion. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I first started seeing like those documentaries, like Earthlings, um, like it was actually linked to in uh, Magnus Vinding's Kindle book, "Why We Should Go Vegan." Like he actually had a link in the Kindle book, so like I clicked the link. I had like it on my on my computer actually, and so I clicked it. And it, back then, you could watch Earthlings for free. Later on, yeah. it was where you had to buy it, and I think that was actually a bad move. Who's because who's going to pay to watch that? You know, yeah. it, it, it is awful. You it know, be out there in the public domain so that anybody can just stumble across. That's the best way. I, I find it so difficult. I found three three um copies, three links to it today, and I made sure I saved them um, because it always they always take it down. You know, for yeah. copyright reasons, yeah. but it's, for, it's so yeah. important. Yeah, for a while I actually had it downloaded to my computer, but it was taking up like nearly two gigabytes of space. So finally, I deleted it because personally, I wasn't planning on watching it again. But believe me, man, I've I've seen that. I've seen many other videos of the slaughter, and you know something. 
Like, and here's the thing. This was not my first exposure. Like when I got into veganism, that was not my first exposure to graphic images because I had been seeing, you know, the images like uh, of videos and images of fetuses being aborted and sort of that stuff, of you know, with the whole abortion thing. And the, it's the exact same reaction, whether it's that or whether it's seeing a cow or a chicken that it got killed or whatever. This the exact same reaction. I can't stand it. So exactly, you know, that's why I don't want to participate in it, you know. And and I, I really wish people would see the connection there because I don't know if anybody else has really connected that issue the way I have. But Paul, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you'll understand this, that both pro, pro-life and pro-choice people on the abortion debate – both have a serious problem if they are carnist. Because if, you, if you're pro-life and against killing the human babies, how can you be a carnist? Which is why I had to go vegan. You know? You're, and it, and if you're... and But on the flip side... The distinction between humans and non-human animals is there. They, they, there's a huge distinction. See, it's, it's so difficult. Because like earlier I said, there is a great distinction when it comes to intelligence and, and moral and ethical capacity... But there is no distinction when it comes to the value of a life form, yeah. their ability to suffer, their ability to feel pain, yeah. their ability to experience fear and anguish and anxiety and stress. That's that's what need, that that dividing line needs to be erased. Um, what's very interesting tonight, what what Aman is going to right now is an event. You're gonna love this at um, at an all vegan bar called Blackwater, and they're gonna they're doing like a play where this girl is going to do like, this, I think it's like poetry or something talking about abortion and talking about like, like, like it's a comedy about abortion and trying to kind of make light of it. And I might be mis- misunderstanding this, but trying to make light of it and, and, and trying to sort of destigmatize de- it. Um, and because there's a lot of liberal, liberal, liberal people here and there's a lot of, um, you know, um, pro pro choice, uh, yeah. people here, especially in the, um, the, uh, the gay and lesbian community. Um, so that's where she's going to. She invited me to tonight. It starts at seven, so that's probably where she had to go. Um, but yeah, they—it's all about like that. Is the pendulum effect? So you can understand this swinging back from you're a you're a um, you're, you're you make babies. That's your job. That's what you do. You procreate, and this is the conservative, patriarchal, male-dominated society where that's what women are, are used for, and they're and they're basically you know. Um, you know, birthing, birthing um, animals, and 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 they they take care of their kids and whatever. So we're they're getting away from that. It's a push away from that. It's like no, I'm not I'm not your property. You know, I have my own rights. I, this is my body, and this is my. And if I don't want to conceive, then I don't have to. So it's a pushback. You got to understand. That's why they're not yeah. thinking. Yeah, about I, it. yeah, yeah. I absolutely, yeah. Believe me, Papa. Yeah. I understand the pushback because they've been dominated by, you know, the, this Catholic type of thing sure. that, and like that women only exist to procreate and make lots of babies. And so I get that, that they're rebelling against that. And of course I don't believe, I don't, I, I, I honestly, I don't like either though. You know what I mean? Because you have the old outdated archaic religious idea of what women are for, which I don't agree with. On the other hand, you have this liberal pushback and this rebellion against it, which is just a reaction to other thing. But then they end up completely haywire and not respecting any life at all is what it, I find. It's like the feminist movement itself is very masculine. It's very aggressive. It, it can be yeah. very it's, – it's defeating the purpose. You, know, you don't want to become the thing yeah. that you're trying to yeah. oppose in the process. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Well, and one more thing I want to make sense is that pro-choice people are also having a problem because you because they're being hypocrites too. Now, of course, they don't realize this because they're making a distinction that in saying humans are more important than other animals. So they have this problem. But here's what they're doing is they're trying to fight for a human woman's right to bodily autonomy and to not not to not be pregnant if she doesn't want to, to not be raped, all of those things. Yet they are doing it to carnists. Pro-choicers are doing this to cows, not giving them their bodily they're autonomy. Not making, they're not making yeah. a connection with non-human animals. Yeah. That's why we sit exactly. out there outside of salt and straw on Mother's Day and said, you know, if it's all about, you know, love and respect for our mothers, what about the animal mothers? What about the mothers that yes. have been raped and tortured and, and impregnated again and again and having their babies stolen from them again and again, having to watch yeah. Being being forcefully impregnated, being forced to carry, give birth to your child, and then have it have it stolen from you, then just just so that another species can steal your milk, steal exactly. the milk that's the food for that baby, and then every time you give birth, that baby is taken again. You don't think that creates trauma? I mean, it's yeah. it's just stop seeing animals as objects, man. Stop yeah. seeing them as these these non thinking, non feeling. Exactly. You know, uh, resources, you know, to be harvested and to be exploited. That's all it comes down to, man. Yeah, like, abso- absolutely. And, and, and man. when you stop exploiting animals, then you'll naturally stop exploiting other people, other other yeah. human beings. You have sexism and bigotry and racism and, um, you know, like like uh, misogyny and and homophobia. All these things come, they stem from a fundamental um, belief that 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 the other is inferior that that someone that looks different that someone that sounds different someone that has a different shape different color um you know different body type is uh is less than you and, and that that some that some beings matter more than others and that is the problem that's that's the source of it all so like Gary Rossi says you eliminate speciesism yeah. it will you by default you will eliminate racism and and human trafficking and um and rape and violence and all these things because we learn how to do it on the animals we've been doing it for thousands of years on the animals and then we do the exact same thing yeah. to other human beings i mean the old testament is right full of this that you know go into all these other nations and route them out and keep the virgins for yourself and you know kill the cattle and then kill anyone who resists and and um you know it's literally like like the bronze age the, the abrahamic faiths are the cause of all the misery in the world. I swear. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I they, they, yeah. That, that the teachings and the mentality that's there that is carried over, and in the worst case now, because Islam has not had a reformation, so it still is in that 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 Bronze Age mentality of, of, of primitive, um, archaic thinking of, of the, the denigration of women, of, of you know the, the denigration of animals, yeah. of, of seeing women and. and and animals to property, um, and you know, completely male-dominated patriarchal. Yeah, that needs to that needs to fucking end, man. That needs to get squashed. Pantheism, yeah, biopan, um, is is at its core. It is intrinsically, uh, um, a, a, a what's, what's the word? It, it is it is a representation of the divine feminine, of of bringing back the nurturing, mothering aspect of, of, of Gaia, of, of uh, goddess worship and, and it doesn't mean you have to worship something but it's the idea of respect for the life principle for the life-giving principle and, and instead of and, and getting away from this this warlike mentality of, of you know male-dominated um, 
societies and violence and stuff. So yeah, well, you, you know, you know, I agree with you 150 percent. Seriously, like, like seriously, man. Like, look, just just the Old Testament, you know, is alone is enough to show you that that's what they claim that where it's commanded by their God to go and go, they, they can kill every, everything and they can rape the women. They, and they have divine warrant to do it. You yes. know, they have God on their side. It's, it's the worst idea ever. Right. You know? And, and <laughs> they, yeah, they claim that that is the one true God and that that is their source for morality. And that being is going to judge what's right or wrong. And it's like, Excuse me, <laughs> like what? It, it, it Are you not, kidding? It could not be a greater, a greater oxymoron. There could not be a greater uh, no. paradox. Than that. I mean, yeah, because yeah, here's what it comes down to: is Papa, we are more moral than the supposed uh, deity that's the source of morality. Sure, the God of the so, Bible. Yeah, yeah. We, we, our modern sensibilities, um, you know, uh, the cultural advancements we've made. Um, the, the level of, um, of ethics and morality of, of where we stand now, we are like we are uh, leaps and bounds ahead of of what um, Yahweh was telling people. To yeah, do, how I know. The creator of the universe, what what the creator of the universe actually cares about. Yeah, things, because, and isn't it funny, Papo, that Jesus referenced the golden rule, what was called the golden rule? You know, but yeah. as soon as you accept the golden rule then you have to completely trash the rest of the book that commands you to go and hurt others. <laughs> the Bible is, is wrought with contradictions. I mean, we know that. Um, it's, it's just filled with contradictions. Some good things in it and some really, really bad things in it. And that's the problem is that once it's taken as an ultimate authority, as an ultimate standard, you know, this is the inspired word of God, then everything that's bad in it gets um, glorified, gets, um, what's the word? Uh, gets held up to this ridiculous idolatrous standard and, and says, right. oh, well, see, God hates homosexuals. And right. And wants another, another, another way of saying it is they hold it as sacred. They hold it as like a sacred, unquestionable thing. You cannot challenge it because it is the most important thing to them. And so there's no reasoning with them. Log very logic weird. and reasoning, common sense, and, and just – the learning the consequences of our actions, that should be our moral guide. You know, it's reality. It's cause and effect. Um, not what was written by people who didn't know that the earth revolved around the sun. You know, not, not written by people who um, were really entrenched in, in, the, uh, in goat herding and, 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 in, and basically using animals as, as, a, as a form of um, – monetary exchange using animals as a form of commerce that's that's the, the origin of slavery right there you know yeah, once you start and, you know enslaving other life forms then anybody else that um that deviates from what you deem to be you know moral and holy and just and, and spiritual well they're below you they're below you if they're not circumcised because cutting the skin off of the tip of your penis is a holy thing that the creator of the universe wants and that's how he knows that you that you're his, and and and, and you, you know, mean, great, great father Abraham, the great <laughs> father Abraham, who who is their um, you know they've they've deified, who is the, the, their supreme example of, of of how to be was the one who almost murdered his kid because he heard voices, 
So, yeah, exactly. When you look at the kind of role models they have, then it's no wonder how screwed up they are, you know. And it's it's tracks are scum. This I'm, I'm I'm telling you, I told you I was like in a, in a in a bad mood. I was kind of emotional. So I'll tell you, I'll tell yeah, you, it's, the patriarchs are all scum, man. Like they're, they're scumbags. I mean, Lot, come on, giving his daughters up to be raped, you know, like like the all yeah. of Noah getting drunk and, and having sex with his daughters, having sex. So there's so much scandalous stuff. In the, in, the, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, and the New Testament. The New Testament is not exempt from it either. So it's not like there's like a, a mean, shitty God in the Old Testament, a new, nice, fluffy, happy God in the New Testament, because the God of the New Testament is the one who's going to burn you for, forever in, in hellfire just for not believing just the right thing. Yeah, it's that's exactly right, man. I mean, I, I'm totally agreeing with you because I – Don't know, get me started, I, man. We're, we're, we're supposed to be talking about veganism. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I know, but see, this, but now the reason this is relevant, Poffo, is how often do, does this come up when you're discussing veganism, where people say, "Well, God gave us uh, permission to eat animals," and they can point to the Bible, and it's like that's another thing that I find that one of the most annoying things right there yeah, in your in your area because it's it's more conservative, more evangelical. Yes. In my area where I live now. That's not the most common argument. The most common common argument is the appeal to nature um, and, and the basically the lack of knowledge about how how harmful um, you know animal products and, and animal flesh is to, uh, to the human body. That's what I encounter because this is a more liberal, progressive sort of um, right. you know environment. Yeah. So so it's yeah, different, I, but same bullshit yeah, excuses and, and I know. misinformation. But yeah, it's interesting. See, I actually, I actually happen to know a guy that he said he used to be vegan, but then it's, he's like, oh, well, it's not a big deal because God gave us permission to eat animals, so it doesn't really matter. And I'm like, oh, man. And it's like so many people are kept from – Why don't you veganism. question the morality of your God? Why don't you question <laughs> the, the commands and the tenets of your God if your God is commanding you to sacrifice goats to take away the guilt of something you did? So punish an innocent life form. Does that make any sense? That the whole scapegoat, substitutionary, missionary, uh, you know, sacrificial atonement is, is the most ridiculous, repugnant, uh, primitive tribal concept that we look at the tribes in Africa. And we're like, oh wow, aren't they primitive? They, they look at how ass backwards they are. Okay, so I'm going to church this week. You want to go with me? We're going to worship the dead carcass of a man. On, you know. On, cross because that's that's the most glorious moment in all of history you know is when human sacrifice has been glorified yeah and see that's the thing about it i found that particularly problematic even when i was trying to be christian i could never really accept that because i would say like well i wouldn't have crucified jesus because that's not nice you know like it's, it was wrong for him to be crucified it was wrong for him to die and so you have to be sick in the head in order to like the fact that Jesus died. You know, it's like what? How? I mean, you- to, to be fair, uh, to be fair, it didn't it didn't end with his death. You know, there is the mythology of the resurrection. There is right. the, uh, this, the basically it's, it's the life cycle and the death, burial, resurrection of the sun um, because it all took place in the winter solstice. It was all tied into astrotheology. So, right. To be fair, there is this there is this rejuvenating. Um, positive aspect that he didn't stay on the cross; he came back to life, and that gives people right. hope. And that's 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 just hey, you're talking about pantheism because that's a reflection of nature. That's what goes on in nature. Every season and every life cycle of every animal on this planet, there is a, a, a birth, death, a 
the resurrection uh, cycle that, that goes on. So they just stole that from nature. That's why it's yeah. so enduring. And, and yeah, and that's, that's, that's true, Paulfo. And see, here's the thing about it is, you know, that, of course, life will continue on in some form. Everything is all, – all matter just keeps getting recycled and changes forms forever. So the thing is – Maybe there is a hope of that resurrection, that massive change that can happen, but I don't think it's going to be the human race. I really don't. I don't think it'll be anywhere. The human race will be long extinct for a long time before something much better arises is what I think. The human race has the greatest potential to evolve beyond all this. Right now, we are right at the crux of, of, of pure evolution and enlightenment, and yet we are also – we are also the most destructive force on yeah. this planet. And we are also the, yeah. the greatest threat. We're the greatest threat to the biosphere at the same exact yeah. time. We are here, the demons and the angels of this planet right now. Yeah, well, here's, here's, an, here's an analogy, and I know this is going to sound funny, but it's kind of like, like okay, let's say, you've got, um, let's say you've got three people who all got in mind that they're going to jump across the Grand Canyon. Okay, you've got these three people you know, one person jumps uh, three feet, somebody else jumps five feet, and then somebody else jumps uh, ten feet. So, yeah, one came the farthest, the closest to jumping across the Grand Canyon, but all three of them died and never made it jumping across the Grand Canyon. And I, that's my thing is, yes, I agree with you. Humanity has come the closest to what would be ideal. They have the potential, but they won't make it. Something else far better than them will make it someday, maybe. If it's not us, it'll take another 35,000 yeah. years. Yeah. Um, you know, evolutionarily speaking, it'll, it'll, if it's not, if it's not a primate, I'm trying to think of another species on this planet that's really close to, there's no way of knowing because evolution is, um, evolution is an incredible, um, sort of gamble you know we, we don't yeah. know it, it could be it could be fish it could be it could, it could be, be it, it could be unicorns <laughs> it could be, something could evolve and, and yeah who knows um but I, I don't know i'm part of the human race so i just feel it's my obligation it's my duty <laughs> i don't know what to say chandler <laughs> twilight sparkle the star of the show <laughs> The unicorn with wings. <laughs> I need to take the sticker off this thing. <laughs> you collect them? You actually collect them the way like yeah. you collect yeah. like 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 Tommy yeah. Carolyn toys. Yeah, I, yeah, I actually yeah, I have a collection here. I've I've got. I, it's like, I don't want to see anymore. It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, seriously, man, I've got I've got like Twilight Sparkle. I've got Fluttershy, Rainbow Dash, Applejack, and then I have various horses that that like you know fifty cents at a thrift store. <laughs> You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, I collect horses. It's my, it's my, um, let's see. If you, what have, you, if you have a little niece or, or like, uh, you know, a cousin that comes to visit you, man, she'll have lots of stuff to play with. I know that's, I, I'm hoping, like, seriously, I'm hoping that I can entertain children with my stuffed horses somehow. Cause in fact, I actually did that before. Um, my mom had these music students that were really young and, and I would, I would, I would keep, I would, I would keep this girl um, occupied by letting her play with my horses while the other one was taking their lesson. It was, it, it's amazing. But 
I, I seriously, man, I'm like a little girl trapped in a 30 year old man's body. <laughs> and you're not afraid to say so. I mean, that's the amazing part. Yeah, I, I know. I'm saying this to the whole world. I mean, they all know it anyway by now. But yeah, seriously, that th- there's just something about to me, like, and you and you know this. You've seen the legend. You you've seen enough mythology. You see, like, like with unicorns. Like and horses in general, but unicorns are depicted as being these these peaceful, serene creatures. You know, they're not violent, they're non-threatening, they are just innocent. There's there's something about the way they're depicted in fiction that I view as the ideal, and that is the ideal that we humans and every other life form that's able should strive toward that ideal of being harmless. Uh, you know, just being pure and and you know what I mean? You get what I'm yeah, saying no, here? Totally. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I was just thinking that, that we're never really harmless because we're always destroying some other life form. Just just by just because of the scale, the size of our bodies, we're going to destroy yeah. insects and bacteria and whatever. Um, but, but we should be as harmless as possible. And as far as we are able, we should try to, um, to mitigate and avoid um, unnecessary suffering and harm. That's the point. That's, that's what veganism is. Just, yeah. just trying to uh, um, do the least amount of harm yeah. because we yeah. know that, that, that life is cruel and life is unkind and, and we are in many ways in a rat race and, and in competition with other aspects of nature. Yeah. So as highly evolved, sentient, sapient beings, we should do the best that we can um, to, to to just live and behave as as highly evolved beings and stop reverting yeah. backwards to, uh, you know, to uh, to, to, to earlier times a mentality that, that, that stems from an earlier time period yeah. like we're, we're yeah, just not living up to our potential of what, what we've already achieved right now yeah well and we hear what i would say is obviously yeah you're right i mean we can never completely um eliminate all the harm we caused you know there's no way we can ever avoid killing bacteria or insects entirely you know but i think we can do away it is theoretically possible to do away with all intentional harm there's nothing right. we can do about right. the accidents that we're not even aware of but i think it's possible to live in a way where you never intentionally harm anyone yeah exactly that's what i mean here veganism is a philosophy and a way of living which seeks to exclude as far as is possible and practical, all forms of exploitation of and cruelty to animals for food, clothing, and any other purpose, and by extension promotes the development and use of animal-free alternatives for the benefit of humans, animals, and the environment. In dietary yeah. terms, it denotes the practice of dispensing with all products derived wholly or partly from animals. That's the definition yeah. of veganism. Yeah. In fact, I was just on the Vegan Society's website today and read that exact statement, actually. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, Jamie – okay, now, Jamie, you it's know – It's important that, that, we know, that people know yeah. what veganism actually represents. Yeah, it's not definitely. It's not perfect ideal because I have arguments with Peter all the time. Well, if you really care about life and blah, 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 then you're, you're just by breathing, you're killing life. And, you know, he's, he's even thrown the, the, the argument, the stupid um, – the, the in asinine argument that that uh, that we kill more animals by growing crops and stuff like that to eat the vegetation that we're killing field mice and things like that and it's just so it's so asinine it's so ridiculous so the point is we we're, we're trying to eliminate the harm that we know we're causing let's right. just start with the, the obvious yeah. the overtly obvious harm that we're causing that the torture and the exploitation that we're causing so start with that yeah. and then we can we can try to spread this this awareness and this compassion, this level of consciousness 
yeah. in all in yeah. all avenues. But go ahead. Well, I, well, I, yeah, yeah. Well, I, what I was gonna say is part. Well, here, here's what actually inspired me that reminded me to look at the Vegan Society. Is okay. So Jamie Soden, you know him. He sent me this vegan omega three. It's algae. It's it's totally vegan, like, and it yeah. says approved by the Vegan Society. It has it's all it's plant made capsules. It's made from algae. It has all this good stuff. It's yeah. awesome, and it's like so. Yeah, that reminded me to look at the Vegan Society website. But yeah, that that's cool, you know, because I mean, and that's just 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 one of many things that people don't think about. They don't need to eat fish oil, you know. Right. Right. You, just, you, can get the, you can get the omega 3s and the central fatty acids. Um, from that specific algae, and yeah. and that, that kind of gets into what you're talking. We're talking about is the layers of of sentience. That algae is not quite a plant, but it's not quite an animal. But it doesn't have a central nervous system that it can feel pain. It's a it's a living organism, right? It's 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 a kind of um a phytobacteria, if I'm correct. Um, yeah. but it, it doesn't it doesn't suffer and doesn't experience the same amount of suffering. It can proliferate. It can grow. It's like you're eating mold, you know. And and yeah. I see mold. Mold grow in my bathtub, my bathroom, and I have to kill it. I have to clean it with bleach, right. um, and it spreads and spreads. And it's it's it's. I'm impressed by mold because it's an amazing <laughs> life form that, that can grow anywhere, and it shows up so fast. Okay, but yet it's it's infringing on on my well being. Right. It's not healthy if you breathe it in. Black mold. If you breathe it in, you get sick. Yeah. So in self defense, I have to kill it. Now, yeah. That's not that has nothing to do with veganism. Veganism is right. about sentient animals. It's about, it's about right. respecting. When we say we respect and honor life, right. we're talking about life that's born, that breathes, that cries, that screams, that, that feels pain, yes. that, that, um, that has families, that has thoughts and feelings. We're talking about higher life forms. That, that, that distinction needs to be made. Yeah, you know? yeah it, it does need to be made. Yeah, and this is very important, Paulo, is that, I mean, people try to bring up self-defense scenarios, for example – as invalidating veganism or something. And that's completely the insane. That don't, that don't exist and aren't practical. Right. Because most of, yeah, most of the violence that happens in this world is not self-defense. It's completely just harming somebody with no justification. There is no justification when you get down to it, most of the violence that takes place. And, yeah, it's it's very interesting. Tradition, you know, tradition, convenience, and taste are not acceptable reasons to enslave exploit, torture, mutilate, and murder, yeah. um, you know, yeah. other life forms. Like tradition, convenience, and taste are unacceptable reasons. And and to, yeah. to do so makes you makes you evil, makes you immoral, you know? And, and here's actually, yeah, um, here, here's actually a, a sort of an argument that I've been forming in my head. I'm not sure how to complete this argument, but here's how it goes. Basically, um, you know, people believe – most people believe in some deity and some type of intelligent design. You know what I mean? And, and, and here's what I'm thinking, which between the plants or the animals, which looks like it was designed for us to eat the plants or the animals. Think about it. Which look, runs look at, a, look at our bodies and look at what yeah. our bodies are designed to eat. Look at our te our yeah. teeth and our lack of claws and, and our salivary, yeah. salivary glands and, and our, our, long intestinal tract and, and all the different things that are that are com completely 100% parallel in line with a herbivore and it's yeah. specifically a frugivore and you know what we're supposed to eat and that that was the big that was actually the um 
one of the turning points for me is when it clicked. I said, I'm a biopantheist. This is biologically correct. This is biologically accurate. I'm, yeah. I'm a primate. I'm a frugivore. My ancestors were eating fruits and vegetation long before they ever ate meat. And for a longer extended period of time in the evolutionary um, you know, history of, of, my, of my race, of my species. So it, it just makes sense. It just fits. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's absolutely calls for it. Our yeah. bodies are calling for it. Our bodies are crying out for it, man. That's why we season our, our meat with, with vegetables, with, with herbs and spices. That's, that's why we're getting so sick uh, with cancer and diabetes and, and heart disease and, and strokes and, you know, um, you know, respiratory problems, uh, you know, kidney, kidney failure, um, osteoporosis, because our bodies are telling us that we're not meant to eat other animals. Yeah. We're not meant to eat animal yeah. products. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, there are two things I want to say in response to that. First of all, you're absolutely right. And for example, this I've never – carnivore. This is a carnivore. See his teeth? His, <laughs> his jaw opens and closes. You know, it doesn't grind, and he's got the claws, and I had to yeah. cut his claws. Got claws. He's got the ears. He's got the eyesight. He's he's a killer. Um, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a fat ass. He probably couldn't catch anything if he tried. But my other cat, she's a she's a killer. She brought a dead pigeon in. Uh, she's she's yeah. that's what that's what cats do. They they need that yeah. protein. Um, but but we don't. You know, we're not made for it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But yeah. And I. But here's the thing: is I was actually going for something even simpler. You're absolutely right about the physiology that we're not carnivores, but that I was going for something simpler that you don't need to know any science at all to understand. Okay. Exactly. Think of this, which runs away and which doesn't run away, which is easier to catch the plant or the animal. It looks like the plants were designed for us to eat because they don't run away. <laughs> fruits have evolved. I've said this many times. Fruits have evolved in, in uh, concert with human evolution, um, we have a symbiotic relationship with them because we are a way for them to um, to spread their seeds. You know, as we eat the yeah. fruit and we defecate, the, the yeah. seeds are, are – and that's why they're so bright and pretty and colorful because our eyes adapted alongside, you know, the, the, the yeah. fruit. We, 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 we spend more time in the trees eating the fruits and eating the vegetation. That's why the, the, those colors, those rich colors are so uh, evocative to us. And, and, and yeah. they're so pleasing to the eye. But you look at a dead body, you look at a carcass, and you're nauseated. You're, you're disgusted yeah. by it. You look at a roadkill, yeah. you don't go, oh, that, that looks good. Let me throw some salt on it, and I'm going to devour it. You're not, you're not a vulture. You're not a, a carrion bird. You I know? know. Yeah, see, when I, whenever I see a squirrel on the road that got run over by a car, I throw up. Like, seriously, I can't stand the sight of it, you know? It's <laughs> well, like – Some of us are a little more you know, uh, squeamish than others. I mean, Amber and I yeah. – Amber Amber loves looking at autopsy photos and things like that. I'm a, I'm an ex makeup artist, so I don't have a problem with blood. I'm not squeamish, yeah. um, but See, I'm, obviously <laughs> I'm not I'm not turned on by the sight of death, the smell of death. I'm not turned on. It doesn't, you know. And most human beings, most rational, sensible sensible human beings, um, right. that's not in their nature. Yeah. We're not natural carnivores. Yeah. You know, we're not on the yeah. Well, that's the thing, man. I am squeamish. I'm hypersensitive to it, and I, so I'm just so remo- much more repulsed by it than you are. Even it sounds like, but but yeah, yeah. I, have to, I have to watch. I watch animal. I have to watch animal abuse videos every day. I watch animal cruelty videos. Literally, like eighty five percent of my day is spent sorting through watching this stuff. You know, corresponding yeah. with other people, sharing that information. Also, in, in our activism, the Cuba Truth. I'm watching the videos. I'm talking about the videos. 
I'm listening to it. So yeah, and there's a, there's a point where you can become desensitized to it, and that's why I have to keep watching it so that I never become complacent. I have to always remember what the animals are going through. So yeah, um, I, I see. If yeah, but I, I I'd never be desensitized to it. it. It's just absolute torture, man, for me. But but yeah, but you get what I'm saying, right? The animals run away. Whereas the plants don't, so it looks to me like we were meant. Like if you believe in, and we anything, have the knowledge, we have the knowledge to grow seeds, to grow vegetation yeah, and crops. Yeah. We, we are we are incredible farmers. Right. You know, we've learned we've learned to, to grow things, and we've learned the secret of life is, yeah. is in the seeds, um, and and right in good soil and, and sunlight yeah. and, and water. So if yeah. it's so easy to grow vegetation, and this is 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 not harming the planet, and it's not it's. It's not causing unnecessary harm and suffering. Why not? Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. But, but yeah, it just, it would appear that that might be an, an argument that perhaps various different types of theists can actually grab onto, where we can get a trend started where those theists believe that it was God's will for us to eat the plants and not the animals. That's what I'm wondering. In the Garden of Eden, in the Garden of Eden, the the most ideal state, even in the in the in the mythology itself, because we know it's mythology. Um, like there is this this undercurrent, or let's say there's just this notion that that purity and peace and, and the most ideal state is is a world without death, and so it was it, it's a no brainer that all the animals ate vegetation, that humans ate, ate vegetation, fruits and vegetation. They just picked from the fruit yeah. trees. This was in their own mythology, and yeah. of course, but then they ate the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They made the horrible mistake of trying to gain knowledge and wisdom. And then God is the one who, who, who actually, Yahweh, is the one who, who brought death into the world because he killed an animal to, to provide the skins to cover up their nakedness. So really, who's the first murderer? Who's the first carnist? It was God. It's incredible. Yeah, about it. I know. And when you look at it that way, of course, it's just, it's just so obvious, man. You know, but yeah, I mean, we made we made some really good points. But I'm hoping that that trend that actually becomes, yeah, like you know, I'd like for, for religion to just completely vanish. But I would at least like it to morph into something uh, less harmful until it goes away. Pantheistic religion, where the fundamental premise is ahimsa it's doing doing no harm because we view life and nature as sacred could be the answer to all this you know it's not it's it's, it's ending the dysfunctional destructive religions and instituting a religion that is it is more than a religion it's a philosophy it's a mentality it's an awareness of the, of the divine nature of you know of life that that could be the answer to everything if it, if it catches on yeah well, see, that's the thing is that that's why that's why I would hope that your biopantheism can kick the butt of the Abrahamic religions. That's what I'm hoping, you know. It can't, it can it can't happen if they're outbreeding us because uh, because my, I know. my crew my crew is smart enough to not have children. Uh, there's a lot of antinatalists among us, but yet the stupid people are the ones breeding it and reproducing and and having more and more babies and and indoctrinating and inculcating them in the same ignorance and the same archaic primitive Bronze Age tr traditions and and yeah. Concepts of, of that the other life forms are inferior. So I, I don't know, man. Like I don't know how. Yeah. To, yeah. Unless, unless they uh, just die out from disease, and we're, we're gonna we're gonna outlive them, you know, health wise. So the only thing I can think of is that there is is that the more and more they abuse and exploit animals and pumping the the hormones and the and the, uh, the antibiotics and all the all the chemicals and the pesticides and the growth hormones, 
that are that are going to create the diseases and, and consuming so much meat, causing you know cancer and stuff. Right. That, that the meteors and the carnists are going to die out at a quicker rate. It, it's a weird thing because then you have technology trying to save everybody. Yeah, and, and it's help them live longer. But then that's also they're in cahoots with the meat, egg, and dairy industry. So they're providing. They're just making money. It's a big so, cycle of so, making money. So ironically, even though they have this technology that's supposed to save people's lives, they're actually killing more people in the long yeah. run because yeah. they're 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 trying but to. They're and they're making money off of killing people. They're making money yeah. off of the destruction yeah. of the environment. They're yeah. making money off of the treatments um, for these, these, yeah. these systemic diseases that all. Um, yeah. Stem from uh, you can you know heavy consumption of meat like in a Western yeah. diet. So yeah, I, I don't yeah. know what the answer is, man. Just education. Yeah. You gotta just just gotta just inform yeah. people. Yeah, and you know what's interesting, Paulo, and this is an interesting thing with me. I, I don't, and I'm just curious what you might think of this, but um, like personally, I'm a little bit more bothered when killing is done for profit rather than if it's done for another reason, like self-defense. Like the reason behind of the course. killing. Yeah, like, see, personally, like, if somebody is, you know, if they're if they're k killing the cockroaches from their house or, or they're swatting flies, at least they're not doing it on a continual basis uh, because they have a profit motive. Because there's no profit motive in it. You get what I'm saying? Whereas the problem with you know the breeding uh, these factory farms and all these farm animals, or the case of abortion, also it's about it's a for-profit business. It's where they make a living off of killing, and that's the aspect that makes it bother me more than, than when somebody steps on a bug on the sidewalk. It because it's intentional and because it's repeated because there's a motive. Right. There's there's a there's a financial there's a monetary incentive it makes it uh, completely even more unethical and immoral and, and atrocious because, because they're doing it so they can have the pieces of paper and the little numbers punched into the computer system so that they can have access to the basic essentials and necessities of life. Right. Why not just give them the, the access to the essentials and necessities of life, give them access to the resources, do away with the middleman, you know, yeah. abolish the, the, the whole corporatocracy of capitalism and, and monetary system and, and free people up to be ethical and to, to think and dream and, and write poetry and, and use their skills and innovate and, and yeah. you know, be creative. You know, you know what we're talking about. Man. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's why like, I like the model of like the whole resource-based economy. There's no, no, no incentive to kill anybody anymore. There's no profit. The, the, the incentive is actually to coexist and to cooperate, which yeah. is the only way that our species will survive. It's the yeah. only way that we can avert this ecological disaster of, of climate change and, and yeah. you know, ocean dead zones and the, the deforestation and, um, and just, just the, the pollution that the, to that the, the toxic chemicals that are being produced um, on average every day uh, due to the meat, egg, and dairy industry is just it's astronomical. People need to watch cowspiracy. People need to watch um, what the health and, and educate themselves and yeah. watch Earthlings and, and grow grow a fucking heart, man. Like like get back in yeah. touch with their own humanity. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, and yeah, you know, but it is interesting what you, what you were mentioning earlier. Um, it really made me think. Like, are we fighting a losing battle because of the fact that the stupid people reproduce more?
Like it, it, it makes you wonder if it's even possible. Like natural selection is against us, you know, because it's survival of the stupidest is what happens now. <laughs> this is a very, this is a very complex issue. Okay, so natural select biologically, uh, natural selection, it's against us. At the same time, the smart and the wise and the, uh, you know, the, the erudites among us are going to be aware of this stuff, and so they're going to try and put a stop to it. At the same time, the elites, the the, the centralized, the central, you know, the big banksters, um, the powers that be, are also aware of this, but they're also thinking very myopically and limited in about saving their families, about enjoying their pleasures while they're here on Earth, things like that. So, I don't know. Like on some level, the evil forces on this planet could be could be the ones which have, it's actually been the case oftentimes is um, the rich and the powerful will step in because it's affecting their interests, you know, and they'll actually act benevolently and, and show um, some altruistic behavior, but it's to save themselves and inadvertently they'll save other people. Um, so who knows? I mean, because you're right. I don't think that the kind and the just and the, and the, the morally, um, the, the morally evolved people uh, on this earth have the power right now, but the power is in the ideas. The power is in the, yeah. in the information and in the, in the knowledge itself. So, with with the internet, if we can if we can get the ideas and we get the philosophy out there, an, an idea there is nothing more powerful than than an idea whose time has come. So yeah. Yeah, and that's when, 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 it, when the shit really hits the fan, which it is right now, uh, people may change. People may we, we may see this as we may unite and see the global destruction, the environmental destruction, the, the health consequences as a common enemy, and so we'll put aside their differences and say we want to to live and thrive. We all share this this universal common bond of, of being Earthlings. Let's let's pull our resources together. Let's pull our heads out of our ass. And, and let's let's do good for each other. Planet. Yeah, and you know, here, and here, here's here's a thought because you know I'm getting tired and I should get off here soon. But here's a thought. Yeah, I don't think we have a chance of we're not going to outbreed all those other people, obviously. So we don't really as people we don't hold the power. But like you said, it's the ideas themselves that hold the power. You know, and so the information that we put out there with our activism, whatever that may be, that is going to continue upon generations of whoever breeds. So it won't matter who breeds because they will be exposed to that information. And that's what's going to change the world. I, um, I, 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 see, the, I see the vegan movement. I see it growing. I see, you know, um, I see it making a difference, and I see it influencing people. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, they're, they're, we're up against so much. But I don't know. Like, like V for Vendetta – you know, he says, uh, beneath this mask, <laughs> he says, beneath this mask is more than flesh. You know, um, beneath this mask, there's an idea and ideas are bulletproof. And I always remember that, <laughs> like that, that character that, you know, this is, this is a symbol uh, of revolution. It's a symbol of change and, and social justice. And it, it represents something, you know, what Guy Fox tried to do trying to, um, you know, whether he was deluded or not, trying to, you know, institute a, um, 
a Catholic uh, Catholic rule instead of the Protestant rule. But but the idea, I mean, it was a failed attempt, you know, at, at bombing um, Parliament. The idea stands that that you know the actions of a few, you know, can change everything if successful, you know, and we um we just we can't be afraid to speak out and and stand up for what's right and. and um, let our voices be heard and, and, yeah. and speak up for the innocent. And that's what uh, Anonymous for the Voiceless does. It's, you know, we are, we are the Anonymous. We're all one. We're all united. And um, we're, we're speaking up for the voiceless, for those who, who have no voice. We are their advocate. You know? We are the advocate yeah. of the animals. So, but yeah, to, it's, once, yeah. Once you can, get involved. I, my, my, I, I admonish everyone to just get involved and do whatever they can do on, on any level, whatever their talents and skills and abilities are, you know, um, do something. You know, because being a, being yeah. vegan is the very least we can do, just like Amon said. Yeah, yeah, and you know, here's a here's a here's a thought, Yuhafo. You know, think about this. You know, like we will be dead. You know, and, and you know, in less than a hundred years, most likely. You know, we'll, we'll both be dead. There'll be no more channel clubs, no more Rafa Ortiz. You know, but that won't matter so long as people are still hearing our message. These and podcasts even, will still exist. These podcasts, as yeah. long as the internet exists, these podcasts will exist. And, and if I'm successful, Biopan will still exist. Yeah. Um, and, and they'll just, there'll be another Poffo and maybe he'll, he'll do things better than, than me. Yeah. He'll be more successful. Yeah. Poffo 2.0. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Or, hey, or maybe they'll extend our telomeres and we'll live forever, man. Maybe, maybe they'll figure that out in our lifetime and we'll end the aging process. Um, and we can, uh, you know, incorporate some of this um, biotechnology into our systems, and and we can live on, and we can get shit done, um, and we can outlive all these other fuckers because, um, <laughs> you know, we can, <laughs> our ideas uh, need to, to carry on and, and need to. Yeah. Be, but um, and, and, and it's awesome. Yeah, but I guess another important point is it's not really our ideas in the first place because I understand this. You know, we've talked about this. Because we're not the ones that came up with veganism. We're not the ones who came up with biology, who came That's up with empathy. That's what gives me hope. That's what gives me hope, Chandler. What gives me hope, actually, is this movement. It didn't start with me, and it's not going to end with me. And so it actually gives me hope because even if I'm not around, even if I just stop doing activism, I don't do podcasts, I, stop, I, I never get my books published. If I fail, if I'm a complete failure, everything that inspired me to do those things, those forces and powers are still at work in the world. There is there is still the vegan movement. There is still you know um, the, the atheist movement. There there is still a, a, there are still forces for good on this earth, and that's coming from Omnia. That's coming from within nature itself yeah. as, as humanity evolves. As humanity evolves, you know it's coming out, and we are we can be players in it, or we can you know we can take a back seat. Yeah, it reminds me of this of this line um, from this this Dracula game. Okay, so there was there there was this game on the Game Boy Advance. Somehow I got this game. I think some kid traded it to me. Okay, it was Castlevania: Circle of the Moon. And at the end, after Dracula is defeated by Nathan Graves, uh, he says, "It a it is a wasted effort. I will never truly be gone. So long as there is darkness and desire in the heart of man, I will continue to be revived." And then what Nathan Graves says to him is, "And we will be there to stop you. You can count on that." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like I've heard that in, in other movies and. Uh... I'm pretty sure. As as, yeah, I've heard that. Like as long as um, yeah, yeah, something. As long as there is, is evil, there will always be a force for good to oppose it. Yes, um, that's, that's a common that's theme. I had a, I had a high school friend named Nathan Nathan Graves. Actually, that's weird. That's his name. 
Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, Nathan Gray's is one of the vampire hunters who banished Dracula. <laughs> but, no, yeah. but just you got you got to take heart and and be encouraged because again, um, there there are activists, there are there are revolutionaries in the making right now. As long as there's information, as long as as long as our uh, our legacy lives on, as long as the legacy of those who came before us, going all the way back to, to you know Spinoza and Bruno and, and you know Einstein and, and Thoreau and Emerson and, and the great you know, the great transcendentalists and, and the great pantheists and, and philosophers of old who um, who tried to steer us in the right direction, you know there there will be other others who will um, pick up the torch and, and yeah. carry on. So, yes, yeah, so, uh, with or without us, these things they they, they came before us. And they'll be here long after we're gone. So we're just right. playing our part. Think of it like that. Yeah, and that's a good way to think of it. So it's not like I need to not have that pressure thinking that that I'm like the one vegan who who is all, who's going to make or break it. Like but if that, I don't, but that pressure that pressure is what motivates us. You know that it's that that need yeah. that urgency that that urgency that there's no time to waste. That that is the motivating yeah. factor. So it's, it's essential. It's necessary to be there. But yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, we get, we get burnt out all the time. Yeah. You got to just say, Hey, I'm a part of this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a part of this system. I can either be a cog in the wheel for, for capitalism and, and, you know, human slavery, whether it's psychological, mental, physical, whatever, being debt slaves, the monetary system, or I can be a part of this greater system that is seeking higher and higher states of consciousness yeah. that, that involves compassion and, um, and empathy, you know, and, yeah. and logic and reason. So we're, yeah. we're, we're a part of something greater. We're a part of something bigger. So just don't think of yourself as an island. You know, you're not alone. Um, and, and you're not alone. And there, there are forces, there are benevolent forces in this world. Because I always say it, look at our bodies. Look how our bodies heal. You know, there, there is some good, there's goodness in nature. Nature wants to live and thrive and, and, and multiply and reproduce and spread out and expand and evolve. Um, and there are, there are, life is anti-entropic. And then there's these, these forces of entropy and entropy and negativity. They're, they're trying to smash and stamp out life and, and, you know, like, like a cancer just wants to live for itself um, and, and just, just serve it, its own, its own desires and its own wants and needs. And it's not, it's not viewing itself as part of the whole. So again, yeah. holistic mentality. That, that's yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. But yeah, so that's that's very well said. And I'm, I probably should stop this broadcast soon and get going because I'm getting tired. You know how that goes. I started getting sure, weird. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. I understand what you got to do. It's later. It's later where you are. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thanks again, Chandler, for the opportunity. And uh, you know, just yeah, I'm glad we got a chance to finally talk because we yeah. haven't got a. I'm, I'm going to be busy, but, I mean, you know, you can always you can always catch me, just text me or, or message me or whatever. Yeah, if, if, I am, if I am free sometime, I can contact you, so. Are you going to show, are you going to show tomorrow? Are you going to do uh, philosophy, science, religion, or? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Video? Yeah, so that's the plan. Um, so, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure at the moment. I'm, I'm thinking, it, depending on who shows up, may, well, probably, if, if, if people have a good topic, we'll do it. And if not, let's just forget the whole thing altogether because I want it to be good. You know what I mean? But yeah. yeah let's, not, let's not waste time. You know, let's, yeah. let's make the most but, of every opportunity. Yeah. But, yeah. By the way, though, did you did you enjoy that talk with just George WSD and I? Last yeah. one was refresh my memory. Yeah. It was all alternate ways to reduce blame. It was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
to be honest, it was a little slow at times, and and it, it seemed it seemed forced because I mean WSD isn't the greatest um, speaker yeah. or orator, but <laughs> but I lo- I did I did appreciate hearing him again. It was nice to to ha- to give him so much time uh, to speak and stuff, and um yeah, and I, there was as I was listening, I, there was so much I wanted to add, so many different. Times I wanted to correct George. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, well, well th- this I gotta say, well, you know, just so everyone knows, because well, yeah, since I haven't stopped the broadcast yet, I just wanted to say I really like WSD. You know, yeah, yeah you you gotta understand. Like, I don't know much about the guy. He's very hidden. He does he doesn't reveal very much. He doesn't want people to know his true name or where he lives. He's very secretive. All I know is that he is a he's a good friend of Jamie Soden, and they play video games together, and they're and they're both followers of the Venus Project and all that stuff. So he's a super intelligent dude. He's man, he's so funny. I like WST. Yeah, there's he, great, he creates great uh, sort of comic relief. There's a nice contrast there between the intellectuals and then the guy that's just just says what he feels. You know? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's I like down, him. Down to earth, very straightforward. Yeah, I think people like listening to that. So he is a very valuable member of our podcast team. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to remember the subject matter. What, what the um, what you guys discussed though? Like some of the, some of the points oh, yeah. that we made. Yeah, and, uh, it's hard to remember. Um, no, I, did, yeah. I did. I did have some thoughts. I'll, I'll share them with you, like off air. Um, but yeah, it was. It was. It was interesting. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I actually. Yeah. I'm gonna stop the broadcast now. Anything? Any final statements you want to say? Like, if you're a vegan out there, just think about everything we've talked about. Don't be afraid to speak out. Um, you know, it does. You don't have to be. You don't have to be perfect in the way you speak. You don't have to be perfect and and have it all figured out. But you know. It's, as long as you're doing something and you're, and you're expressing the truth and you're helping to raise um, human consciousness and make people aware, you know, the animals don't care. The animals just want to live and, and they, they have every right to live and they deserve their freedom, you know, and, and to live in peace and to, and to flourish and thrive uh, just like we do. So we are not above them um, in terms of value, but we are, we are in a position, you know, where we can, we can, we can save them, you know, we can help them. So, uh, to not do so is um is is, is a crime. It's it's a shame, you know. So d- don't you know do do what you can and, and don't and don't um you know don't think you have to have it all figured out first. You know, just just do what you can and uh and just try to do as much good as you can because we're all capable of doing something.